Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and with me, as always, is the PlayStation Master, the one who's going to be exploring the Forbidden West. It's Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm, uh, I'm good. I've caught a little bit of a cold, but besides that, I'm good. How Ooh, are you? That, well, at least it's just a cold and not the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get tested, and luckily it was negative, so, uh, you yeah. know. How are you? Uh, you okay? I'm good. I'm uh, just over a really, really heavy work week. So uh, I uh, I got a few days off from that and then back to work. But other than that, I'm good. How are you? Wait, are, you already asked. Yeah. <laughs> I already asked. I'm sorry. It's um, okay. Yeah, sorry. I got like a lot of sleep. So <laughs> I was extremely tired. So I got a lot of sleep. Nice. But, uh, yeah, it's all good. Unfortunately, did not get to stream a lot uh, this uh, this past week, but I'm making up for it this week as you're listening to this uh, as it's going live. So nice. Look forward to that. Um, but yeah, speaking of looking forward to things, uh, let's jump straight into the news because we got some interesting wing dingers uh, that we uh, that we that we found that we were like, okay, let's. Let's retread some old tires. I didn't put it in the chat, but I did want to bring this up first, since it's one of our old punching bags. Oh god! And um, if we, I feel like if we didn't bring it up, people might actually bring it up themselves. Like, why are you not talking about this? <laughs> and that is our old friend Stadia. Ah, oh, happy days. Yeah. So Stadia is. Like okay, first of all, if you know what Stadia is, congratulations! You're you're the you're the percent of the percent of the percent that actually still knows, or even remotely cares about what Stadia is. And if you don't know what Stadia is, eh, it's fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, but we will educate you really briefly. So Google Stadia is Google's attempt at cloud at a cloud gaming surface, which was very shady from the get go. Um, no, I wouldn't say the, that. Because of the, the because of the way the service is structured, the the very the technology, the very the first announcement was different. Is, it's peak. Yeah, like, the technology itself is like it actually works as advertised. Like as soon as you click on a game, you're right in there. There's like no virtually no lag. I'm not gonna say there isn't any lag. There's virtually no lag. Um, there's virtually no stutter. Of course, this depends on, you know, your internet capabilities and whatnot. But if you're using, like, a wired connection, you're, like, solid. Right? Yeah. Um, you got to try it. I got to try it back when it launched. Um, it was interesting. The only few problems that it had is, well, for one, unlike something like, say, GeForce Now, where you can tap into your existing uh, library... With this, you can't tap into the existing library. You have to buy the games at full retail price. I feel that's okay so, compared to like they offered that because GeForce Now doesn't do that. GeForce Now doesn't offer 4K, 120 FPS, for example, and Stadia. That was the promise of Stadia. Well, 4K, when it started, 120 it HDR. Was it not in some regions alone? No, no, it, like at the beginning, you only had 1080p RTX with GeForce Now. Now you have 4K 
Um, no, you you could get like 4K depending on uh, if you had. Um, you didn't need to have the shield. Uh, if box. you had an, if yeah, if you had a shield box, you did get 4K. But with the new plan that they added, you can get 4K now also on PC through the browser or. You no, sure? I thought it was 2560p on the PC. Sure I think the new plan does do 4K. Well, well, the I'll new plan does 4K on the Steam, but on the oh, the Steam box, the Shield box. No, the 4K was already there on the Shield uh, on the Nvidia Shield. You sure? Because I but thought that only, they added yeah, it to yeah. the new one. No, the new one. Hang on. You, you know what? Let me look it up real quickly. For as far as I know, it's 2560p on in the browser, but up to 120 FPS. And if you have your Shield TV or whatever it's called, you can get 4K. Yeah. So the RTX 3080. Um, okay. Yeah. So on PCs, it is 40 1440p, but 120 frames per second. Yeah. And 4K uh, on the uh, on the Shield TV. But you were already able to get 4K on the Shield TV before. They just don't advertise it as such. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, but yeah, um, so it does do that now. So that's very sweet. Um, but yes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it does But that. yes, they did offer 4K uh, on uh, Stadia. Uh, but not 120. I think they said 4K up to 60. Yeah. Not at 60. So no locks were promised. Uh, it still looked horrible. Also, the 4K was also not promised as a lock. They said up to 4K. Yeah. I remember playing Destiny 2, which was supposed to be in 4K, but it looked hideous. Yeah, that's probably because they. No, that's because later they. Um, Bungie said that they made it not 4K. Like they did upscaling. Yeah. Plus it was on medium settings and it wasn't on ultra settings. Yeah. But anyways, we're oh, why is this camera stuff? <laughs> we are getting distracted. Uh, let's go we talk. We're getting distracted. Yeah. So um Stadia has been around for what two years now, which is 2019, I think. Uh did it launch in 2019 or did it get announced in 2019? It launched the end of 2019. Right. Okay. So 2019, 2020, 2021, we're now at the beginning of 2022. So a little over two years. That's insane. Um, their offerings has unfortunately started to dwindle. So for example, they actually had an internal studio, which they promised would make Stadia exclusive games. They made none because they got shut down like yeah. a year later. Which which is really disappointing because the head of the studios was Jade Raymond, but that doesn't matter because she got a new studio out of it anyways. Yeah. Um, and then they said, well, we're not going to um, get try to get contracts for AAA titles anymore. I know. Which is like, okay. So you're not... Because they were giving out like a lot of money to get to corral like big AAA titles. But even if they, even when they got them, it took way longer for it to hit Stadia, and you still had to pay full price for all the games that were brought to Stadia. For example, um, like the the Tomb Raider games, right? There's pretty like the first one. The first the first one is was fairly old at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Still came out at full price sixty, which is like why um, you can like buy the game for cheap on steam and then play it on geforce now which is kind of what i did 
but I already owned it when I had before I got GeForce Now. So um, that did allow me to finish uh, Tomb Raider. So, I, so it it has its purpose. <sighs> um. So yeah, it's 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 really weird, and it's kind of unfortunate that it went the way it went because G because Google just has this weird, really weird habit of introducing new tech and then letting it die. Yep. Like they'll look at it. This, if it's not doing numbers for them in like the first second, it's like, oh yeah, this is failed. We're just gonna let this wither and like wither and die and uh, like why you know kind of disappointing um so and now uh the news out of that is that they're apparently um selling the well not selling the technology but licensing the technology as a white box option so other companies can license the, the 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 google stadia technology for streaming games on their own service, except it doesn't say that it's Google Stadia. It just says that it's powered by something called Google Stream, which is what they call like the white label, the white label uh, solution. Uh, so, for example, like in the US, AT and T offered their customers the ability to play Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight through Stadia, except you didn't see that it was Stadia, but they did later admit in like i think a press release or an interview or whatever that yeah it's using like google stadia's technology and apparently they approached other companies like peloton and uh capcom and bungie i think bungie wanted to use it for uh for something i don't remember what it exactly was i don't know i do know that according to the rumors capcom wanted to use stadia to do demos so that people could just stream the demos um, through their browser, which is actually not a bad idea. Yeah. And Peloton wanted them to stream like exclusive games to uh, their Peloton bikes. Okay. Yeah, that's super weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, like at least the technologies, they're trying to get as much money out of the technology as possible. Because at this point, it kind of feels like it's a lost cause, which is kind of funny because they did put out a new ad for Stadia Pro recently on their YouTube channel. It's like, eh, you're trying to keep up appearances. You're, you're, still, you're still trying to see how much more you can milk your audience from this stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah. Uh, your camera's that's frozen. That's super weird. Oh, now it's good again. Yeah, your, uh, yeah, your camera was frozen. Oh, okay. Now your camera's frozen, frozen again. again. <laughs> What's going on? And now my camera's not working. <laughs> what is going on here? Oh, uh, wait. Can you actually hear me? Because now it feels like we're out of sync. No, no, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, because you kept freezing. I'm like, wait, is he frozen or is he just really not that interested in what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should use a still just image. The frozen camera. <laughs> I'll try not to. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a really weird episode to watch on YouTube. Um so yeah, I guess we'll wait and see the slow death of Stadia. It's a shame. Yeah. Super weird. Um but yeah, that's that's Stadia for you. I mean, what else were you expecting? Yeah. 
maybe you weren't expecting getting the, a, a petition to sue you. It like happens. Battlefield is apparently getting. Yeah, I, uh, I I didn't know it was going on, and I do understand partially why because people are upset in with the state of Battlefield twenty forty two. It's uh, pretty unplayable. It's uh, it needs like I bought the game last year in a sale. It was twenty bucks cheaper than it normally is. I was like, okay, and apparently I was able to rack up sixty hours in it. I didn't even know that uh, in a few weeks. <laughs> But that sounds about right. Yeah, but now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, but I locked all the weapons that there are, and I locked all the gear, the 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 vehicles, and what I try to do is to to keep it interesting. Is I pick a weapon, I play with that lap weapon until I reach the next tier of unlocks, and then I switch to another weapon and I do the same, and I rotate weapons so I have like a different playstyle every time, but. I, I it's been like weeks since I really played hardcore for hours because on consoles auto aim is broken and it's really hard to play without aim assist, you know. So because what will happen is is the camera will shut off like now. <laughs> what will happen is 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 that you're sometimes it works. Sometimes what the hell is going on here? <laughs> sometimes Just power through, man. Power through. Yeah, sometimes it. The aim assist works well, and sometimes it doesn't. So it's it's really annoying because sometimes then your gun snaps, and then it doesn't snap, and then you get killed, and you don't get. And seeing as you're in crossplay servers all the time because you want the best, you want the fastest matchmaking, so you're you're up against PC players. And if auto aim is not working, well, you get your ass handed to you because you know they have an advantage. When auto aim yeah. is working, the advantage is ne- is next is is okay, you know, because you you have auto aim to help you out, but Otherwise, you will get your ass kicked all the time. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. Uh, I mean, that's it, here's the thing. You like you just talked about like a small tip of the iceberg of the issues that Battlefield Twenty Forty Two yeah. has, and there's like way more other issues in there. Like with, I mean, they're still missing. I think, I think they're still missing voice chat. They're still missing yep. scoreboard, scoreboard, which was supposed to be added, but I think it got delayed. Yep, it got delayed. Um, the, there's a no bunch fix of for like the, updates got delayed. Yeah, there's no fix for the portal XP farming. There's no uh, people want more content, but it's not there. Um, I don't know. There's so they much. Really should have given Dice the time. Also. Yeah, they should have just pushed the game to December till November, uh, March, and then just. I honestly, I think they should have just waited until fall this year. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like what's what's there is it's. As I said, it's a rough diamond. It just needs to be polished a little bit. Mm, yeah, I mean, you can polish something, or you could not, and still sell a ton of uh, a ton of them, like uh, GTA apparently did. Yeah, that was a surprise. But I think a lot of people bought it because of nostalgia. Yeah. And you know what? I'm a fan of nostalgia. I mean, I'm probably the biggest like retro fan that you know but uh, i don't know man this feels like fle- this kind of gives them a pass of doing like super crappy remakes and calling it the definitive edition and charging a premium price for yeah, but what I, I bet because it sold so well because it sold 10 million copies i think because it sold so well their understanding is 
oh, people want more of this stuff because they like this stuff. So let's remake um, GTA 4. Let's remake Red Dead Redemption. Let's remake GTA 5 because they'll find a way to do that, you know, even though that they've... they already did two times. Yeah. Yeah. They already remade it two times. Yep. That they've so also when, yeah, they've also like officially the, sorry, sorry, sorry. So sorry. they've also officially confirmed that they're in full production of GTA six, so that lit up the internet. And we were just like, Oh my god, it's so amazing. Like they just confirmed that they're working on six. It's just a confirmation. But people were like pretending like they dropped a trailer or something. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we kind of knew that they were doing it. It's just official now. Yeah. See you in 2026. Yeah. Well, I think the yeah. the the projection is that it's going to come out in the fiscal year 2023. So that one uh, is still yeah. two years away. That's cute. Yep. I think that's like legit. If they had something to show, they didn't even have key art. They didn't even have a logo. That this game is not two years away. Well, I'm not sure. I think I they could think pull so. it off. Especially since there were rumors that they were working on GTA 6 for a really long time and it actually got rebooted like what at least once. I don't know. Before it even got out of pre-production. Because them announcing it means that it's finally out of pre-production. Now the real work is about to start. Yep. So, I don't know, man. Like, 2023 is very lofty. I think it's unrealistic. Yeah, but fiscal um, year 2023 runs till 2024. So. Okay, that's a little bit more realistic. That's why I said it's like but, two years, probably. I don't know. It's, it feels unlikely to me. Like, yeah, I think it's don't a forget they have it like, just feels unlikely. Don't, don't forget that they're like Ubisoft in this regard. They have multiple studios working on it. Fair. Um, There's like more, usually one studio takes the lead, which is I think Rockstar North, and then the other ones just yeah. chime in and help out. Mm. And there are quite some Rockstar studios around the world, apparently. Oh, yeah, because it's part of Take-Two, so... yeah. So I mean I think I think it's plausible for it to come out in the next two years. Um I just you know, because they still have to probably keep on churning content out for GTA online. I just, you know I I personally, for example, liked Red Dead Redemption 2, but the issue I had with that game is that after a while the story got really, really annoying and stretched out because it felt so you know, like it felt like it was past its ending, so I just dropped it, and then like l- months later, I came back and finally was able to finish it. Um, yeah. So I don't hope they do that again. Well, that means they have to ri- hire better writers. Well, I don't know why I could not say that sentence. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see what goes with, on with GTA and all that fun stuff. Um. I think was that is there anything else? Is there anything else that uh oh wait. Um this kinda is related to what we we're gonna talk about next, so I kinda wanted to bring it up. So uh talking about weird stuff and people doing crimes in video games. How about crimes in real life? <sighs> so uh, this is this is I think we've talked about this before, this story before, like a couple of months ago where a bunch of hackers got arrested um, because they were selling, like, 
uh, hacked consoles with ROMs on them, but they were selling them like, oh yeah, it's for the 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 the, the what do you call them again? The 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 homebrew market. But mm. then they loaded all the consoles up with uh, all like ROMs of current games of like current gen games, specifically like Nintendo games. And then they got arrested, and Nintendo sued their butts. And like the main, like the ringleader got sued for uh, and lost like twice. So he had to pay out ten million dollars in one lawsuit, and like four point. Uh, let me see if it's in this article. I don't think so. Uh, ten million in one lawsuit, like this past December, and I think another one for four point eight. Or maybe it's the same lawsuit. I don't remember. Um, but now he's been sentenced in a separate um, case, which is the the first one. The first one was criminal, uh, public face. This one is criminal. Yeah. And he's going to jail for the next three years. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he was sentenced to what forty months. What I wonder so... in these cases is that. So he has to pay, like, let's say $15 million to Nintendo. How is he going to do that if he doesn't have the money? Is he going to have to work for the rest of his life and then every month when his paycheck comes in, give a part of it to Nintendo? Oh, no, no, no. Because, well, that definitely, obviously. But also, don't forget, they were selling these consoles and they were selling a subscription to unlock the full potential of these consoles yeah. so that they could hack and and like not just hack um so that they could easily put roms onto the consoles well, i get like that modern ROMs. but i always wonder so these they were cases. getting like money so i'm pretty sure they had a decent stockpile of but what away. if they don't that's gone now but like in these cases i always wonder like how is the guy gonna pay 15 so let's say he doesn't have a dime and he has to pay he's 50 million is he going to yeah. have to work for the rest of his life and then give his yes. salary up for, to Nintendo every time? But, like, Pretty that's much. insane. That's, I know what he did is is bad and wrong, but that's, like, crazy, right? That's, like, it's, it's like slave labor. Wait, how is that slave labor? He broke with the law. I understand, but it's... Let's just say that. Wait, what would you would rather have him do then? Because I would have to like he like. It's not like here's the thing. It's not like he would. He just put retro ROMs. No, on I it get that. that. And they I weren't selling anymore. I understand that Nintendo had damages and lost money and blah 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 blah. But like, I and it wasn't just Nintendo, by the way. Just so you okay. Know, just that Nintendo is the one that's suing them because they did primarily Nintendo uh, consoles. Let me put it this way. I think that. The crime he committed and the, the the punishment he got for it needs to be in proportion. And now it feels like they're squeezing the kid for every dime he has. And they probably have some calculations, some fancy-ass accountant or lawyer cooked up and said, well, if you sold that many Switches with these amount of games on it, we are lost an average of X amount of money, even though we already make a shitload of money because we rig the book sometimes by bringing out stuff like mario for a year and then saying oh it's going off the market in a year which artificially boosts sales so like they already have a shitload of money and then they tell this kid like okay but you have to pay us 15 million and i'm like how is the kid gonna pay you 15 million that's well, for not... starters the kid is 51 okay okay so the guy 
So okay, I thought I was a kid. So the guy is 51. So that means like he's got like what? Maybe 30 years to live? He go maybe I don't know if in America they have uh pen, oh, pension. Did I for, did I forget to mention how long they were doing this for? No. They've been doing this from get this June 2013 to August 2020 when they got caught. Oh okay. So I hope so they, they they definitely stockpiled yeah, some money. Let's, yeah, okay, but like it. let me put it this way. The guy's got 30 years to live. If he doesn't have a pension, he's going to have to work his ass off for the next 30 years. Yes, what he did was wrong. But like 15 million wrong? I would I would say like, you know what? Find him a million. You know? They are making an example of this group. Though, yeah. It's not just him. But it feels like that, you know? It feels like David versus Goliath, a big-ass company just coming at the little guy, even though the little guy's wrong and he shouldn't do done what he did. But it's like, make the punishment in proportion, man. Because it's a bit crazy to, to, to expect 15 million back, you know? Um, I think it's not 15, it's 10. It's just Oh, 10. okay. Like, he himself, like, the group got fined 10 million, and he himself got, like, fined 4 point something. I think he did whittle that 4 point something down. Yeah. Because he made a deal with, like, um, the prosecutor. So I think okay. that is even smaller. Because like, but I mean, still, yeah, that's a lot for the whole group. In it, if it's a group, it's maybe a different case. But like with these things, I always think like it has to be in proportion. Otherwise, it really looks like a big ass company coming at you know, a little guy. I mean, like, what's fifteen million to Nintendo? You know. Oh, well, you still have a set. You have to set an example, and if you don't do it strong enough, yeah, but you can set an example as much as you want. You can't ban this shit out. People will keep uh, I mean, on doing this. Of course, this. you can't ban this this uh, up, but this might curb. I think the whole idea is that they think this will curb people from like continuing to do that. I uh, know. At least in the way that these guys did it, because these because they let's be real, they were se- they were selling brand new games. Well, they were selling brand new games illegally. Yeah, that's a big no no, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, they didn't do it just to be, you know, jerks or anything. They did it to set an example. And I get that part. And I also get your part that, you know, sometimes the punishments, like, outweighs, like, what they did. But if you, they did it for, like, almost, like, 10 years. Like, it's not like they did it for a month and then... then I didn't it know it was for almost minutes. 10 that years. Would be ex- that would be, like, extremely... Yeah. Ten million for like a month of like doing this stuff, or maybe six months. Yeah, that's way too much. Yeah, that's way too much. I thought it was like a. I didn't know it was for ten years, but like with these things, yeah. I always think it should be in proportion. That's true. Yeah, yeah. it always should be in proportion. Yeah. That I will not yeah. deny. Yeah, but let's move on from some weirder news to. I have one more um, thing before you move on to your monologue about the direct because it's it's, it's not going to be a monologue oh it's going to be a monologue because i don't have a lot to add about it so i'll just leave the stage to you after this quick thing um so the we know that the, the ubisoft is working on assassin's creed infinity they haven't mm-hmm. given us a release date uh, a lot of us were thinking it was going to be this year because they already announced it last year by with a simple blog post they didn't really say what was going on with it besides rumors so there's a new rumor floating around that came up this week saying that they're going to release either this year or next year a new Assassin's Creed game, which was which started out as DLC, but then it got out of hand and then it turned into a, a like a sequel to Valhalla. 
kind of like they did with the Ezio collection back in the day. So mm-hmm. apparently it's it's uh, it's not as big, vast, open world as Valhalla has. It's more centered around the city of Baghdad in Iraq. Iraq. And uh, you play as Basim, I think is his name, is one of the the Arabian characters that support the Vikings, uh, Eivor and... Uh, his buddy, I forgot his name. It's been two years since I played the game. So apparently, you're playing with him in a different times, uh, time period, and uh, it's more focused around stealth and a little bit more smaller in scale. But it's supposed to come out either this year or next year, uh, before Assassin's Creed Infinity launches. Are you saying that Vikings and Persians actually interacted with one another in Valhalla? They do, yeah. Oh, in Valhalla they do. Okay. Yeah. So Jeez, one like, of I the thought about, I was thinking about like historical accuracy. Could be. You never know. But, I mean, like you know, that, you never... exactly. That's why I was like, is that? Wait, is that like a thing? Is that legit? Yeah. I want to know. I want to know that story. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, but that basically is what the rumor is, and is not sure when the game is going to come out. Um, hmm. I think a lot of people. I mean, apparently Valhalla is really selling really well i mean they're still churning out content they're releasing a big update and a a dlc pack for it i think in a couple of weeks um so yeah i just i'm curious to see when the new assassin's creed infinity is going to come out because that's supposed to be this whole new live service thingy but this could be like a nice appetizer um so it's already a funny thing that ubisoft is like compared to how Ubisoft was when the previous generation started, they were like every year they were announcing new IPs and actually showing exciting stuff. They weren't always able to deliver on the exciting stuff, but they were showing exciting stuff. And now it feels like they don't have anything exciting. I mean, they've gone a bit stale. I know that they're going to release a new expansion pack for the division, which is supposed to, they're supposed to drop more information on it this month. But um, it's been radio silent on that front. Um, they're working on the Splinter Cell remake, which is, I mean, mixed feelings. They're working on Prince of Persia remake. But, I mean, yeah, there's there's not a lot of sound coming out of Ubisoft, which is a bit weird because you're kind of used to them showing off these big games. And oh, like, no, they're, they're being loud enough, just about the wrong stuff. Yeah, but, like, even though they announced two free-to-play games last year, that X Defiant thingy, which got pushed, and the 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 Battle Royale Ghost Recon, which got pushed. Um, yeah, so I don't I think they're playing their card. They're keeping their cards a little bit close to the chest. So, except when it comes to NFTs. Yeah, but I feel like oh. the whole industry is trying to figure out how to implement NFTs. But I like the funny thing is I was listening to Playwatch Listen the other day. Because we've mentioned that Troy Baker had this whole NFT thing, which was a little bit out of context and a little bit of a misunderstanding because the reason... So, like, what Troy Baker meant to say and the way people interpret it are, like, two different things. And in that specific episode, they go into detail because both Alana Pierce and Mike Bithell and uh, Austin Wintry, they all hate NFTs. They're very vocal about it. So they were like when Troy threw this stuff out, what the hell is this, you know? But then they kind of go into the conversation and Troy Baker explains what he thought he was getting into or what he what he knows he's getting into and the whole yeah, messaging around out. it. Sorry? 
because he pulled out. Well, he's still involved with the company, but basically what it is is it's a company that offers AI. Yeah, it is because I, I'm pretty sure he announced that he's like not oh, he's, doing anything. Oh, in that episode, he was still involved, but maybe in the in the meanwhile he's left. But I know that the idea was that that company um, would just, it's, it's like an AI text-to-speech company. So like he's, his idea was, I just give up a lot of lines and then there's this automated voice that has my voice. So if a developer wants to use my voice, but they can't afford me or I don't have time or they're a small indie, so there's no budget for it, they can always use this service and still have my voice in their game. And if it adds to their game, um, I mean, that's great. And that was the initial idea. And they never talked about long-term monetization and all that stuff. So I wonder how the whole NFT part got into this, because that's kind of what made it trend in the wrong direction. Um, but his idea was, hey, if I can help others by giving up my voice and they can use it in their games, that's a win for everybody. And that makes me happy. So why not do it? And then it got like the whole thing. And the funny thing is, is that it made me realize like the whole industry is, is everybody's trying to do something with NFTs. And it feels like this, uh, like a lot of gamers are against it because they're like, you know, it doesn't make sense, the whole idea behind NFTs. And so it, it feels like this uh, high school cool kids trying to get into something. But everybody's like, but we don't want you cool kids around. But the cool kids keep on saying, yo, bro, NFTs are so cool. You know, kind of like the crypto bros and stuff like that. And everybody's like, we don't want your shit, you know, just take it and leave. And somehow these cool kids got into the minds of these executives from these companies. And they're like, oh, yeah, but the cool kids are right. We need NFTs in our game. We're like, no, just don't. Yeah, but the cool kids is like a really small click. Yeah. And they're, the only difference is they are really loud. Yeah. And that's why executives, there's a word I don't want to say. I don't want to use it because that's way too mean. Um, executives. Um, don't think beyond. Oh, this looks like it makes money, despite the fact that like most NFTs are either scams, rug pulls, or just plain bad. Yep. Um, I feel NFTs are also like a a trend that will pass. That will pass. I really hope it does, but they are so unbelievable. The NFT crowd is so unbelievably loud and annoying. Yeah. I mean, they they get their comeuppance every now and then, but. Man, they are really loud and annoying. The fact that, like, even um, Twitter decided to, like, placate them and, like, give them their own special icons when they put up their NFT, it's like, instead of a circle, it's a it's a hexagon. Oh, wow. So that you know that it's, a, it's an NFT. This is unique to this person. It's like, get yeah, out of here. It's annoying because... Oh. That's so dumb. Oh, and people have hacked that system, so now people can right-click and save an NFT image and then use it, and they'll still get the hexagon, too. Oh, my God. It was like, what was the point? Yeah, you just pissed away a lot of money. You know what? This is like a side tangent, but what annoys me the most about this whole NFT and crypto stuff is that you get these dumb-ass people throwing out these stupid-ass reels, shorts, whatnot, videos, where they're acting all tough and walking in super expensive or fancy clothes. And they're like, 
Oh, you want to know how I got to this lifestyle at the age of 21? NFTs, crypto, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, take your TikTok shit and just please piss off because this isn't cool and you're not rich. You didn't find some ace in the hole. This is just like, it's going to pass over. This wave's going to pass over. And then if you dropped out of school, you're going to wish you stayed in school, dumbass, because then you can keep your stupid JPEGs that everybody pirated in anyways. Uh, it annoys just, the shit out of me. Just flipping no, man. Yeah. Just flipping no. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on yeah. from this no flipping tax kind of news. The stage um, is yours. Go have your monologue. I'm here. I will be <laughs> nodding, smiling, and sometimes wa- waving. I'm not going to have a monologue. I'm just going to like talk about some of the highlights of the, the, the Nintendo Direct and just talk about it a little bit in general because I know... That this Nintendo Direct was not for everyone. I admit to that. <laughs> no. Right? It, like, I keep saying to everybody, it's like, it was made for me. It was made for JRPG fan. Yeah. Because we got a lot of stuff that we didn't think was ever going to happen in our lifetime. So from the bottom of my heart, to those that worked alongside and were like, this is going to be the year of the JRPG, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. And also thank you for announcing it on Nintendo's direct because it made it way more exciting to watch for me um but yeah a bunch of games got announced of course it was a 40 minute uh nintendo direct um they started off with uh, fire emblem warriors a new warriors game for fire emblem specifically around the tree houses uh, story so it's called fire emblem warriors three hopes and uh you know it uses the characters from three houses and it looks really cool it looks better than the first Fire Emblem Warriors game, so that's a nice plus. And then they got into a bunch of other stuff, but I'm not going to talk about all of it. Otherwise, it really is going to end up being a monologue. But I just want to highlight a few things that, um, before I get into the whole JRPG thing, that is not JRPG related, so people might stick around, hopefully. So the first thing that kind of blew my mind, and I actually did talk about i don't think i talked about this on the podcast which is weird because i'm pretty sure that i talked about i'm pretty sure i talked about it in what we've been playing because like a month and a half ago i was playing this on stream the weave the wii version of course um of mario strikers and i was talking about it during stream like it would be so amazing that they would make a new mario strikers game because they bought the developer that made it next level games and lo and behold, the next thing they... Sh- well, not the next thing they showed, but lo and behold, in this Direct, they show off a new Mario Strikers game called Mario Strikers Battle League Football. In Europe, it's called Battle League Football. Everywhere else, it's just called Battle League. Again, Europe is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks so cool. Like, the art style is really crisp and nice. Um, they're adding 5v5 multiplayer, which the series has never had before. I think at most it was 2v2. Um, you would know better. Or 1v1, I don't remember. It's been a while. I think it was for the 2v2. And it, of course, has online play, multiplayer, and stuff like that. But like the art style, like the trailer is so cool. It looks so nice. Um, they showed off a new trailer for Kirby uh, and the, Forgot- the Forgotten Land which um, introduces a new uh, ability for Kirby, which is called Mouthful Mode, where he tries to swallow 
giant things like for example a car and then he looks like a car and he can drive around but it's like the most cursed image that i've ever seen i don't know if you've saw it but oh my goodness it's so cursed (laughs) (laughs) it's so cursed um what else did they oh they announced a new uh game in the wii sports franchise called nintendo switch ports yeah like first of all who asked for this and second of all um yeah who asked for this because i was (sighs) not expecting it i thought people were over like um uh motion control gaming but apparently a lot of people are excited about it when it got (laughs) announced so it's coming out april 29th um and kirby's coming out march 25th um with a online playtest coming out this coming weekend as you're listening if you're listening to this episode as it goes out this coming weekend there is a online playtest for nintendo switch sports so if you have a switch and you're interested and you want to play a little bit of i think i don't know which sports they said i think golf no not golf golf comes out in the fall um i think bowling will be in the in the in the online playtest and badminton and another sport i don't remember which one i think soccer football um so there's that um triangle strategy got a free demo that launched when the direct was over i still haven't played it yet because i'm is this still, like not um, the third demo of the game already no this is the second one. Ah, okay a, yeah they put a, they put out a like a, a an alpha or beta mm-hmm. um when they announced it that was like over a year ago and this is this is the prologue demo. So the first three chapters of the game, you can play in this demo. And once you purchase the game, the trans- the save file transfers over to the full game. I really like that they do that. They do that with a lot of games, and it really works well. I love games that do this because it gives the incentive to actually pick up the game. Yeah. Um, other than that, they announced, uh, they showed off Splatoon 3's new Salmon Run mode, which... You know, looks looks good. I didn't I like the Splatoon. music in the Splatoon. Uh, it was so so weird. I was like, ah, oh, no. The salmon, the salmon run music can be a bit eclectic. I will admit to that. But uh, the the mode itself is very, um, very stressful. It's kind of uh, it's kind of Splatoon mode's version of Horde mode. Okay. And it can get really stressful. And uh. Then the music kicks in, and then you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like the music at all. Like, uh, I don't want to play this game because, you know, it just, uh, I don't know. Mm, I do want to, uh, honestly, I I had this goal with Splatoon 2 to have a squad, but it never happened. But maybe with Splatoon 3, it might happen because a lot of people now know of Splatoon. So if I can get people to get together, we might have, I might actually have a four-man squad that I can team up with on a regular basis semi-regular basis that'd be um, nice that would be nice uh metro dread got uh, is getting some free updates in uh april and also uh and also dropped um right away one is the dread mode where one hit kills like literally one hit kills um and a rookie mode for for those that thought it was too difficult and uh Portal is coming to Switch, like one and two. Yeah, says like a screen. Uh... Like, yeah, so a whole bunch of ports. So Portal One and Two, Assassin's Creed DXCO collection is coming to Switch. Um Star Wars The Force Unleashed, which, which by the way looks if you look ugly. at the footage, 
I think it's the Wii f- version that they're porting. Oh, it looked so ugly. Because the Wii version is exclusive to the to the Wii. It wasn't like the other games. Yeah, because I, I was like, looked, whoa, the PS3 uh, version looked so much better than this. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's not the PS3 version. Yeah. Um, what else? What is what else? Oh, No Man's Sky. Yeah, that was really cool. I didn't expect that one. It actually looked good. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. I, I was when I saw it, I was like, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like they announced a bunch of other stuff, but um the ones that I want to focus on are the JRPG ones. And <sighs> honestly, oh my goodness. So I think it started with um I think the first thing RPG related that they showed off outside of Fire Emblem was Front Mission first which is a remake of the classic front mission uh, game that came out on the Super Nintendo. Like it has a lot of, it, it has not a lot of fans. It has a hardcore fan base and it's really cool. Cause it's this tactical RPG where you command like this squad of um, mech, mech robots or mech, cool. yeah. mech pilots. And it's really cool. And the story is apparently really good for, for the time. So I'm like really happy. I look at the, like it's done really well. It mm. looks really crisp. I was also excited for that one. Then they showed off a game that I like. Two games that we never thought we would see. One was uh, one is a, a remake that people have been asking for for the longest time. Chrono Cross: The Radical Dreamer Collection, which not only includes the Chrono Cross PlayStation game, but also the Super Nintendo Satellaview. Uh, uh, visual novel kind of uh, called Radical Dreamers, which is kind of like a prequel, and it technically sets up that Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross are connected, and that Radical Dreamers part is the thing that connects them. But it never came out in English because it was a Japan only download game. Um, so that added that to to this collection, which is really nice. I really appreciate that they did that. Because that means that they know that it's important to the story. Then we got the Mother of All, which is kind of ironic because they actually did release Mother on like the Nintendo Switch Online thing on Super Nintendo and NES, uh, aka Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings. They announced the craziest and most unexpected remake of all time, and it looks good too. Live Alive, which was previously a japan only jrpg on the super nintendo getting a full hd 2d remake on the style of um uh octopath traveler and uh triangle strategy and um you know games like that you know looking super crisp super sharp but still using like the pixel art oh my goodness i did honestly like this is one of those games that i never thought they would ever touch again because it's one game they only sold it in Japan, and I think the only way Western fans were able to play it is because there's a fan translation, but that's the only way we've been able to play it. And now it's coming out in July 22nd. It is download only for the West, unfortunately, and I saw that Japan is getting a collector's edition that costs 220 euros. Holy shit. It has, like, a map, playing cards, and I think an art book and soundtrack. Mm. And it comes in a, le- a beautiful, beautiful box. 
Nice. But it's 220 euros. I cannot afford that. <laughs> it made me so sad. I was like, I kind of really want this, but it's not worth getting it for the 220 and then paying the import price for it. Because the import price for that would not be cheap. Um, and like I said, they also gave us Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings, a.k.a. the Mother series uh, in Japan. Um, I already talked about Triangle Strategy. And last... Oh, wait, did you talk no, about... Wait, uh, sorry. The, I almost forgot. The sorry, fir- Mario Kart? No. Uh, Advance Wars. Yeah, oh my goodness. Thank you. I'm for looking forward me. to that one. Advance Wars is finally coming out April 8th. Yeah. Let's flipping go. Oh, man, I'm going to be streaming that. I like. I don't know how I'm going to do I'm going to be streaming that. I want to like, play too. I might... I might do a stream of the original game because I have it on my Wii U. Hmm. Um, so I can do that if I want to. So I think I might do that before I stream like the remake just so that people can see like a comparison. Um, oh my God, I'm so happy with that. So thank you for reminding me, man. Sheesh. <laughs> I was so excited about like the JRPG news that I wanted to talk about. And I almost forgot about Advance Wars. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Um, the other big thing, Mario Kart 8 is pretty old. Um, it first came out on the Wii U. Then it came out on the Switch as Deluxe with all the DLC. And then nothing happened. It sold a lot. It still sells a lot. It's, is it not the best-selling the uh, Switch it's game? It's the best-selling game on... I think it's the, I think it's the best-selling game on Switch. Yeah, right? Because it sold like a lot. I think at least... Like how many? Like because the Switch is sold now, hundred million over a hundred million. I think it's at a hundred and three right now. So it outsold the Wii, um, because the Wii is at a hundred and one. Um, if the sales keep keep pace, it might outsell the PlayStation Four by next year. Um, but I don't think it's anywhere near outselling the DS, which sits at a comfortable 156 million. Oh, crap. Which is, Damn. like, insane. Holy. That is insane, bro. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I think, like, at least a quarter of people that own a Switch own Mario Kart 8. I, I think it's, like, up in the... Easily in the 30 millions. Yeah, so it's a lot. And now they're adding DLC to it. After all this time, forty-eight tracks worth of DLC, <laughs> and it's twenty-five bucks. And if you have the expansion pass, if you have the expansion pack, um, uh, Nintendo Switch Online, uh, subscription, it comes with it, like they did with, um, Animal Crossing. Did you get it? The expansion pack. Yeah, I have the expansion pack. Mm. Yeah. So, come March eighteenth, I'll be. Playing more Mario Kart because we now suddenly have a whole bunch of more content and they're going to be remaking tracks from older games all the way back from the Super Nintendo era to the mobile game. To be fair, the tracks in the mobile game actually look really cool. It's just, it's on mobile. So at least it's going to be on something that's worth something. But yeah, they're gonna. They said they were gonna space it out in six drops, and this is the first drop of six, and they're going to be 
like delivering DLC from this booster pack till the end of 2023. And then the new Switch comes out and has Mario Kart 9 as a launch title. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like at this point, because people were like, oh, like Mario Kart 9 is in the works and it's confirmed and blah, 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 blah. And then they put this out and it's like, ah, uh. But yeah. there was also this weird rumor that one of the launch titles, one to Switch was getting a sequel and people were like, but why? It sold barely over a million. I think, no. I think 1-2-Switch sold maybe less than 3 million at this point in time. Which is still crazy because it's a tech demo that should have been a pack-in for the system. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, I think that turned into Nintendo Switch Sports. So I think that's a win-win. <laughs> I think that's a way better th- deal than 1-2-Switch 2 or whatever they would call it. Um, so yeah, that is uh, that is almost everything. There's just one more thing that we that they announced, and I lost like <laughs> the announcement of uh, Live Alive drove me insane. Like, no, actually, it didn't even drove me. It drove me speechless when that happened. I was speechless when that happened. When I saw that Chrono Cross was coming, I lost my mind. But when they announced Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I just I just shut down. <laughs> I like literally stopped. I was like MaximilianX.exe is stopped. <laughs> like I was so flabbered because I know that they're working on the next game. I didn't expect it to be announced this year and coming out this fall. Yep. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. This is my years. Like, this is where we're working towards. <sighs> Which is kind of insane because they still expect us to believe that Zelda is coming out this year. And if that does drop this holiday season, then Nintendo fans would have gotten like so much good stuff this year. It's beyond insanity. Maybe like you're gonna uh... get a whole bunch of Mario Kart stuff throughout the year. But you're the... gonna get Zelda. Yeah, they're probably saving Zelda for the holiday season. You're probably gonna get Bayonetta, which they didn't show off. I think they're saving that one for E3. Oh yeah. They didn't show off uh, Metroid Prime Four, but we still haven't heard anything about Metroid Prime Four. Um, I don't think we're gonna see Metroid Prime Four this year. But I've been proven wrong before, and I would love to be proven wrong this time. It's going to be a wild one, folks. <laughs> like, this year has barely started, and we're getting, like, this week we're already getting Horizon. At the end of the month, we're getting Elden Ring. Um, Lost Ark, for all those MMO fans, dropped. Um, what else? What else actually dropped this this past couple of weeks. Uncharted, Pokemon dropped. Pokemon Uncharted. Uncharted dropped. Yep. Uh, Dying Light, but I don't know. Dying Light is mixed got reception. Mixed, yeah, got a mixed reception. Which is kind of a shame because it actually looks really cool. But people, like we are not in March yet. And March is starting to look stacked too. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. And we're getting Saints Row in August. 
We're getting God of War Ragnarok, hopefully, in this fall holiday season. Gran Turismo 7 is coming out in a couple of weeks. Wait, oh yeah, that is coming out in March, isn't it? Uh, March 4th, I think. Jeez, the friggin' news. That yep. kind of snuck up on us, didn't it? Yeah, I mean... Although, to be fair, neither of us are big Gran Turismo guys. Yeah, so. I mean, I've played it in the past, and I like it, but I'm, like, I'm the casual Gran Turismo player. I'm not the hardcore one. But... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I feel this year, if all the releases planned for this year actually make it out, this will probably be the year where a lot of us will be like, yeah, it's time to own a next-gen console if you're, because if some of the games, besides the Switch uh, games, but, like, Forspoken is coming out. Uh, hey, watch it. What? No, but, like, in the last two years... I said, yeah, it's okay if you don't have a PS5. You're not missing out. But now we're getting to the point where I'm like, well, you know, now might be the time to start thinking about getting a next-gen console. Yeah, you could play a lot of these games on PS4, but in on PS5 or Series X, <laughs> they will look great. <laughs> you know? It's the best experience, so. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a crazy year. I know who's going to be crying, though, our wallets. Oh, man. Don't get me yeah. started. Rip wallets, man. Rip <laughs> wallets. Everybody's wallets is getting uh, getting owned. Yeah. You know, like uh, like the PlayStation fan, the, the, the Microsoft fan. Actually, the Microsoft fans are the ones that are the lucky ones because they only have to pay a flat fee of 15 bucks a month. Yeah. To get at least the exclusives, like the Microsoft exclusives. But um, I wonder which party, games... Third-party are... stuff is like... Is like kind of on the cusp, but which my which Microsoft exclusives are coming out this year? I honestly don't know. Me neither. I think we'll find out. I think we'll find out at E three, or they might do another Xbox Connect oh, thing or I don't whatever hope so. they I call really those. Don't hope so. What is it? ID at Xbox? That's what they call them. I, I, don't, I don't know. But uh, that's at least something to look forward to. Um, even if Microsoft doesn't put out a lot of stuff this year, there's a lot of third-party stuff that'll be available through Game Pass. So I think they're good. I think I think Microsoft yeah. doesn't need to worry. Um, if the Game Pass crowd hangs around, they're they're good. They're fine. Sony's fans are gonna rejoice about a lot of stuff. Nintendo fans already have a lot of things to celebrate. And like I said, man, JRPG fans, I think this year might actually be the year of the JRPG, and yeah. that is. That is great because the JRPGs have really needed it. Like we started this year off strong with Tales of Arise. Tales of Arise looks good. A lot of people like Tales of Arise. Now it's now that it finally looks like a modern game. Are you talking about the one that came out on PS5 as well, or? Yeah, yeah. That oh one, yeah. Come, it came out like three weeks ago or so, or a month or so ago. So yeah, it's a good start of the year for JRPG fans. Yeah. And who knows, maybe Final Fantasy 16 might come out. I don't think Final Fantasy 16 is coming out this year, but the rumor does say that Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 will get some announcements this year. Yep. Just announcements, not release. Unless they want to surprise us like they did with Gosh Darn Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and me losing any semblance of motor, motor functions. <laughs> maybe I should put that clip up so that people can see it. Uh, but their eardrums yeah, will probably want, blow if, out. If you want to, you can do that. Uh, just, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, audio warning ahead. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's it for news. Uh, unless there's any other news that we might have missed. Let me check if there's anything breaking, because you know how that yeah, goes. Yeah, like they did the last time. Yeah, that's yeah. probably handy. Um, while you check that, I do want to give some honorable mentions from the direct. Um, let me see if I missed anything that was like interesting. Ah, fans of uh, PlayStation platformer Klonoa, that's getting a collection release as well. Uh, called uh, oh my goodness, what's it called? Klonoa, Dorte Panthema, and Klonoa to Luana Terra's Veil is coming as Klonoa Fantasy Reverie, um, which is coming out July 8th. Uh, Paiko no Tachaterin, which is a rhythm game from Japan, which is one of my favorite rhythm games, is coming out on Switch this year. The interesting thing about this one is that it also comes with a paid subscription which gives you access to over 500 songs which is something new for the series because usually they sell you the songs piecemeal as dlc or part of dlc packs i think this if the pricing is good it might be nice um the cup of dlc is coming out june 30th on nintendo switch um the delicious last course which is I love that naming because that naming is literally DLC. Uh, we already talked about uh, Assassin's Creed. Kingdom Hearts, of course. All the, uh, all the Kingdom Hearts are on Switch now through the cloud, unfortunately. Um, and then they showed off a bunch of other stuff, but I honestly don't care. Don't care, don't care, don't care. The rest is all noise compared to Xenoblade 3 which is probably going to be the best JRPG of the year. I'm calling it. And if you don't agree with me, I don't care. I'm still right. I have a um, rumor regarding the Division Heartland. Um, wait, is that the mobile game? No, that's the free-to-play uh, game that's supposed to come out. Oh, right. Yeah, what's the rumor? So the rumor is that the game... Um, might come out soon because it's scheduled for fiscal year March twenty March uh, twenty twenty three. So it means it has to come out before March next year. Um, apparently, it's going to have two modes. Is one is called Storm, which is PvPVE. So they're aiming for something like a, a Escape from Tarkov kind of mode, where you infiltrate an area, you loot, and then you try to extract with the loot. And then there's a mode called Excursion which is a PvE mode, which is basically aimed to prepare you for the, the storm mode. Um, oh. You can play up with a couple of friends. Uh, I think it's well, out to, with two other friends, so squads of three, whereas the normal division games have squads of four. The The open world is pretty big. It's, it's set in Silver Creek, as it is called. Um, let's see. It has tiered loot, like we're used to in the other division games. You have a base of operations like in the other division games. Um, there's a bunch of uh, classes, weapon expert, medic, and survivalist. And these, of course, have perks and talents. Um, and that's it. And they say like Ubisoft could uh, unveil the game soon. Um, but then again, Ubisoft is also supposed to do something around the Division 2 expansion in February, because the last thing the developer said last year was, we're going to show you more in February. So 
We are heading into February now. So maybe they'll We're do almost halfway through February. Yeah, so like, maybe they'll do like a, Actually, as as this episode launches, it'll we be, are halfway yeah. through February. Yeah, so maybe they'll do like this division event and then talk about the division 2 expansion and this free to play game. Um but that's what I can find. Another fun bit or fun bit weird bit is that apparently the composers of the of Halo are suing Microsoft after 20 years. Uh, Again? Uh, I don't know if it's just the one guy that you, that worked at Bungie, Marty O'Donnell is his name, I think, yeah. or like a group of composers, but they're suing Microsoft apparently. And... Uh, uh, for the Royalties? Let me check what the article says real quick. Uh, Marty O'Donnell and Mike Salvatore believe Microsoft owes unpaid royalties. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, um, I don't. We mentioned I mentioned this offline, but Activision on Friday confirmed that the next installment in Call of Duty will be developed by Infinity Ward and will be a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare. Um, I read the other day that it might be based around drug cartels, so it could be like in South America. Uh, that's the rumor. And there's also they're also working on a sequel to Warzone, which will launch at the same time as Modern Warfare sequel comes out. It's slated for a release this holiday season. Um, I personally am not a big Call of Duty fan, but I love the Modern Warfare game, so this one will definitely be one I'm looking forward to. And... Mm-hmm. That's basically what I have. All right. And then when we probably end this recording, we'll just see that Microsoft bought Ubisoft or EA. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. I hope that's not... I don't think that we're going to see anything big. No, I don't think so either. Oh, boy. Oh, um, there was one thing related to what you were talking about. Actually, no. No, 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 no. That wasn't. The only thing I wanted to say is I kind of want to play um, Division again, um, but the, the barrier of entry is my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to upgrade that stupid hard drive on my PlayStation Four, or at this point, just save up and get a PlayStation Five like this holiday or something. Uh, yeah, probably, but then you'll probably yeah. run into storage issues there as well. Ah, oh, for Pete's sake. Definitely, because the hard drive on a PlayStation 5 is like astronomically tiny. It's 700 and something gigabytes. It's tiny. And it, like, it's I know okay. that like, <laughs> this, is com- this, this is coming from like a Nintendo Switch fan, right? Yeah, so. but you just download a shitload of games and you... Like, when I finish a game, I just remove it. I don't keep it there to ferment or something. It's not like I'm making game kimchi or anything. You know, so like when I'm done with a game, I just remove it because it has no purpose. I don't understand these kimchi makers. <laughs> uh, because it takes way too long to download stuff. I never have that issue because I like I have a lot. I have a pretty fast internet connection. I'm spoiled in that yeah, regard. Yeah, so do I, but I'm still, la- I'm still lazy. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's it for news. That's it for rumors. Um, Stick around. We'll be right back with what we need to say.
we've been playing. So, Sean Templer, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing uh, a bit of Uncharted, uh, the Thieves blah 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 collection. So I think the last time I fi- I spoke about that I finished Uncharted four, and uh, after that I jumped in the Lost Legacy, and obviously I finished that as well. Um, I really want a new Uncharted game because I oh, I love Uncharted. You know, it's just so nice. It's funny. The combat is cool. The puzzles are nice. It's just, it's like this theme park ride, roller coaster ride. You just go on for hours and you just want more and more and it doesn't end. It's just so nice, you know? And I, I don't understand why Sony isn't doing more with this. I mean, The Lost Legacy as well. You play as Chloe and Nadine Ross, which was one of the bad guys or girls in this case from the previous Uncharted, is your partner. And, you know, they, they form a nice duo and then eventually. Uh, Sam Drake appears and he also helps out and for me they proved really like they could just do an Uncharted without Nathan and it could still work because it was still a fun and cool game to play so I really hope they'll do something with it uh, instead of the rumored last was one remake Naughty Dog supposedly working on because nobody wants that Um, Mm. but yeah uh, I mean the game looks beautiful even on the PS5 it just looks pretty um, it's funny to see that I remember at the time when I played it, when it first came out, I told myself there's this so, sort of semi-open world section where you just, you're in a Jeep, which has like a really great driving mechanic. And then you come into this large open area and then you have like four towers you need to climb and solve a small puzzle in. And before you can do that, you get to this one center tower and then you find the locations for these four. When I did that at the time, I said to myself, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a test to see if to test and maybe they'll implement this in The Last of Us Part 2. And then eventually when The Last of Us Part 2 came out, lo and behold, it was in there because when you get to Seattle for the first time, you you find the map and you mark different locations on the map and you kind of do the same thing. It was like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's cool because it, you know, it offers a little bit of a different experience. It gives you a little bit more freedom compared to the normal, pretty linear uh, experience. Um, I, I, I would love a, a semi-open world Uncharted, kind of like what Tomb Raider does. Because with Tomb Raider, I always do have the feeling that's open world. So I would yeah. love to have that or maybe something like you get upgradable skills or something like that because... That's something always that Uncharted didn't have. There's no RPG skill tree mechanic in there. And I believe that there could be cool stuff you can unlock or level up to, you know, just tossing around some ideas, Naughty Dog, if you're listening. (laughs) Um, And yeah, after I finished Uncharted, I saw that um, there was a sale in the PlayStation Store. So I was just browsing and I saw Kida Bridge of Spirits, which I did not buy last year. And that was in the sale. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy this game now. So I bought the game and I finished it yesterday and I've been playing it like for almost a whole week. And first off, I think this is the most pre most beautiful game I've played on the PS5 so far. It is by far. Oh my God. It's like a Pixar animation movie and I enjoyed every second of it. It is gorgeous. I played, you have two modes, native 4k 30 FPS or upskilled 4k with 60 FPS I played 60 FPS. It looked amazing still. And those little rod creatures are super cute and funny. Um, you can buy them like different hats, which is really cool. 
Uh, and then as your pack of rods grows, you have like, they just all follow you. So eventually you have like 60 following you. And then if you stand still, they're just all in the circle around you and making these funny noises, looking at you like you're their ma- mama rod or something like that. It's just really cool. Um, combat is really nice. Uh, there's some skill tree in there to unlock abilities. Um, it's a pretty hard game. I didn't expect that. Mm. It's the, it. It gradually gets harder, and as, as you get to the end, it's really difficult. I, I, at points, I thought like maybe I should just switch it to easy mode and try to fi- finish it that way. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to. I need to finish this on normal. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. It has a uh, puzzle solving and platforming into it. There's some. The funny thing is, is there's like it feels like they took inspiration from other games, such as the climbing mechanic feels like something out of Uncharted. And the bow feels like something out of Horizon. And uh, the combat with the staff feels like something out of Ratchet and Clank. So it's really fu- funny to see like all these PlayStation inspirations in one game. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend it to anyone. On PS4, it'll probably look great as well. But on PS5, I was like literally blown away. I remember last year with Returnal, I had that. And here I had that with, and this year I have that with Kina. Um, voice acting is cool. The story is interesting. I mean, this this is the first game from an indie studio or like a first game in this scale from Ember Lab. Um, well, they've and, never made a game. This is literally their first. Oh, I thought they did like a mobile game, but... Um, they, they, they were a animation house. I, I know. I listened to, uh, to a podcast and they, they mentioned there that they did a mobile, but I don't know if they brought out the mobile game or not. Because uh, the the founders, their dad was an executive at Disney, so that probably explains why. That explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's a really cool episode of a podcast. It's uh, I would recommend it. Um, so yeah, but like I would definitely recommend this game. And it's it's crazy that this game is just for like the normal MSRP is forty euros. And I mean, like it's I would have paid sixty bucks for this game because it's it's. I bought, the, I bought it for twenty three. No, it's even better. Yeah, I love. Did you finish it? Not yet, because it's flipping hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, but I like <laughs> and I it. Played yeah. it on, I, I did play it on stream like a, like, um, like a while ago. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I was, because I was playing it through GeForce Now, of course. Ah. Um, despite the fact that game is on 1080p on GeForce Now, oh my gosh, the animation is so fast. It's so good. It's so smooth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost a perfect 60 FPS. There's like a couple of instances where I had like, mm, okay. But I love yeah. it. I hope that they do a my, sequel. My issue was it was running at 60 FTPS. FTPS. But I had dips. <laughs> FTPS. <laughs> 60 FPS, uh, but it was dipping. Oh, like, that sucks. The performance yeah. on GeForce Now was dipping during the live stream. So I don't know if it was because I was live streaming and doing GeForce Now, which is yeah. weird. Because I've never had that issue before with, oh. like, say... Astroneer. Um, Astroneer. So okay. I don't know if it's the game specifically. B- by the way, I I saw the Astroneer came out on Switch. Yes, it is out on Switch. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right away. I haven't picked it up yet. I do want to get it on Switch. I, saw, I was thinking about getting it as well. I want to be able to play it on yeah. the go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that game on the go, yes. Yeah. Yes, please. But yeah, I mean, Akina, I would definitely recommend it if you haven't played it already. And then also, I for some reason got in a nostalgic mood because I'm just trying to bridge the gap till Horizon Forbidden West comes out. Basically, like everybody that has a PlayStation. So you went back to Horizon Zero Dawn? Well, I wanted to do that. So I, I downloaded it again, and it's still on my PlayStation fermenting. 
and I fired it up once. And I mean, like after five minutes, I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this stuff. Because, you know, I did New Game Plus, but still you have to do a lot of the early stuff in the game, which I was like, ah, I don't know if I got the, the patience for this. So I, I played like five minutes and then I quit. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. do it this week. I don't know. But I downloaded uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor because I loved that oh. game on the PS4 when it came out. But the funny thing is when I started it up, because I was used to 60 FPS with Kida, mm-hmm. and this is 30 FPS, it felt, oh, it so, felt so weird. Slow. Oh my god, it felt like input laggy, or that the game was just having lag. I'm like, what is happening here? I cannot handle this, you know? <laughs> uh, and then I looked, and there's no 60 FPS patch for it, not even with the PS4 Pro. It's just locked at 30. I'm like, I cannot play this. Ah! So just I, I bought like a really cheap copy of in of, of Steam like five bucks for it so i played it a bit of on my pc with my xbox controller and damn i really hope they make a new game in that franchise because shadow of war wasn't received as well as shadow of mortar because i remember when shadow of mortar came out before it came out i was like this game's not gonna be good it's another because lord of the rings game had like a bad run at that time like this is not gonna be a good game and then it got nines across the board and it was like this underdog you know and then i thought like Okay, and I bought it. I was completely sold. I loved it. I spent like 60 hours on that game, and I loved every second of it. And then the the sequel came out, and like until three quarters of the game, that was an amazing game. And then the last part was this really boring grind that never understood why they did it. And then... I think they they ran out of ideas, maybe? maybe. Yeah, and then eventually they just never did something with that game anymore and i'm like you know this game's really good they you, they need to do more with this but yeah um it's Warner Brothers, right yeah and the funny thing is this morning i don't know if it's true i read that the movie and game rights for the lord of the rings are up for sale for two billion so yeah i think i know what microsoft is going to be buying next could be or maybe something like ubisoft and then they turn it into a live service game assassin's creed kind of like open world game is microsoft is ubisoft even worth two billion yeah i think if microsoft w- tried to buy ubisoft right now it would maybe not oh no i like this is the scary part at this point i don't there i don't think there's a company out there that microsoft cannot buy yeah but like if, if they were able wanting to buy ubisoft it would maybe not be the seventy billion they paid for Activision, but I think they would pay no, at least because, thirty or something. Because because they're not worth the seventy billion. No, no, like, no. But like Activision was the mo- the one that was worth the most. Of, of, of the yeah, but like they would at least pay thirty million because of, for example, Assassin's Creed. Probably. Yeah, thirty billion. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, and then still a little bit of Stardew Valley on the Switch, but. Um, uh, I'm in the winter period, and the winter period is really boring because at least on the yeah, PC you can mod it. Is, well, winter period is basically what you do to do a lot of spelunking, so like going to dungeons and yeah, like getting resources there. Yeah, that's what unless I'm doing. you have unless you have a greenhouse, then you can do more farming to your heart's content. Yeah, or or the in the PC version, you can. Uh, install mods and get crops in the winter and stuff like that oh that's boring well i wouldn't say that because there's some pretty cool mods there's like even i I played i played the pc version with someone else and i asked like can i butcher these animals because like can i have like meat 
and the person was like, no, but maybe there's a mod for it. And then we looked and there's like what? a butcher's mod. I'm like, I want that stuff. I want to be able to. to... No. <laughs> yes. It's, it's the circle of life. You know, some animals are there to live and some are, no, I'm just, this is going to sound weird. I'm going to get like all the vegan people that listen, going to grab their pitchforks and come hunt me down and tell me you need to become vegan, mister. I'm like, no. If we have vegan listeners out there, that I don't would be know. a shock to me. I don't know. I mean, why? I mean, that's like, it's not games or, it's not like that games are vegan or not vegan. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, we, I mean uh, we have fermented games, but that's something different. But anyways, yeah, that's it. Oh, and I bought a game, but I haven't even opened the package yet. Oh. Are you going to tell us what game, or are we going to have to wait? It's uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> yeah. I came like... You, got, a, you bought a good game. It you came in three game. days ago, and it's still in the, in the box or in the wrap and the packaging. I've Is it because open. I gave you Brilliant Diamond to play? No, because, oh, I've been playing Brilliant Diamond, but... Uh, it's so grindy. I don't like it. It's like I was excited to play it, and then I I played like a couple of hours, and I'm like, this is boring, man. This is like really grindy, and I don't like grindy. That was my problem with it as well. So I'll probably be giving it back to you soon. Yeah, it's fine. I'm whatever. <laughs> Honestly, whatever with that. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, but like, uh, I'm I'm a bit in a mood or like I'm all on PlayStation games right now because I'm trying to get the Friday the 18th and then, you know, the world will not hear from me for three days because I have three days off. But uh, yeah, I mean, eventually I'll open up Pokemon and watch it, play it and you'll hear about it. But uh, I don't even know why I bought it. It was like an impulse mode. It's like, I want Pokemon Legends Arceus. And then it came in. I'm like, I'm not going to open this. And I just put it in, in, in a corner. Like, every time I walk past that corner in my kitchen, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Pokemon. Cool. Give in to the urges. Play Pokemon Arceus. No, it's not even that the package is whispering to me. Normally, when I do that, some games whisper Oh, no, to that's me. me in your mind, in the back of your mind. Oh. That's me saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, my influence is growing stronger. No, 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 no. If you ask me, probably in a month, it'll still be in the package because Horizon's coming out and I'll be lost in the Forbidden West for a month. I'll give you that. That's a fair thing to do because I I kind of had the same thing when I like played Horizon Zero Dawn the first time. I was like, dang, this is actually kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's anything it. else? Nope, that's it. What that's have you it. been playing? Do you even need to ask? Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's literally all I've been playing. Oh, that's good. Well, that's another episode of Game Rivals. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost at the end, and I want to... Uh, luckily, um, at least this week, I have a better schedule, so I should be able to live stream it, and maybe I'll be able to live stream the ending. Um, so, yeah, that's mostly what I've been playing. I've put on over 50 hours, Damn. and I've been loving every moment of it. Have you been playing it mostly handheld mode or in uh, docked mode as well? Mostly handheld. Okay. Because, like, I don't have a lot of time. Uh, at least this past couple of weeks, I haven't had a lot of time. Mm. But I've been playing it on the go. I've been playing it during lunch. Um, I've been playing it in bed before going to bed. Um, maybe sometimes if I come home from work and I'm not extremely tired, I'll put it in the dock and play it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, or of course, when I'm streaming, it's in the dock. So um, those are the only times I play the dock. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think for the most part of it, I've been playing it in um, in a handheld mode. Yeah, nice. So yeah, that's that's it's still good. I, there, I, there's nothing else I can add to it than that it's still good. It's so fun. Yeah. Like the the moment to moment play. Like I. So I start. I I approach this as playing it as a normal Pokemon game when I started. Right, that's how it feels. Like everybody's like, "Ooh, what starter are you gonna get? Like, I, like what is gonna be the best starter?" But for one, this game doesn't have gyms, so that's a lot of pressure off. It's all about the whole catching and battling experience. Then you have your missions, which is the main storyline. Then you have requests, which is the side story stuff that you can do. Some of these sides. These requests are really fun. Like one of the early ones that you get, um, and I'm not gonna spoil it. It's just I'm just gonna say how, what the first one, one of the first ones is like. Is it's an evolving story that continues on as you go through the main storyline. But the first mission is like this guy standing in front of the building that you work at, and he's like, "Hey, um, I want a worm pull. Can you catch me a worm pull?" So you have to go out into the wild, you catch him a Wurmple, and you bring it back to him, and you give it to him. And he's like, I want a Wurmple because I love Beautifly, and I want a Beautifly. So I'm going to name him something that's very appropriate for Beautifly. And I'm not going to spoil the rest of it because it's actually really interesting what happens after that. But if you're a Pokemon fan, you kind of can see where this is, where I'm going with this. Um, but it's a really nice and fun story. Uh, there are a bunch of other stuff in there. Um, there are fun Easter eggs in there. Like, for example, I, there's a bunch of user tracks that I didn't even was aware of. This is one I saw in a YouTube video. I kind of forgot to put it up. Um, but, like, one of the Easter eggs that he was talking about is, like, with Pichu. Um, like, Pichu in, like, if you read the Pokedex entries for Pichu, is that it's in an inexperienced Pokemon. So, he, the Pichus keep shocking themselves when they use their electric attacks. And you kind of can see that clumsy like inexperienced pokemon stuff when you use them to get items because when you throw the pokeball and they come out of their pokeball and they hit the tree they kind of stumble a bit and when they when you're in the, when they're in the wild and they attack you once they shoot off an electric attack they are dizzy you see them like dizzy nice. like uh and then it recovers and then it attacks you again but it takes a while for it to catch its breath which is so Gosh darn cute. Oh man, this game is so good. Uh, so good. And like the just the Pokemon battles are so much better. It's like way more dynamic and like there's way more strategy to this. Not like Pokemon games in the past haven't been strategy, but it's been way too focused on the numbers game. And it's still there, but I don't think it's as important. So I don't know if you like I don't know if like hardcore you know, tournament players are going to be into Pokemon Legends because, for one, Pokemon Legends does not have... Um, you don't have online versus. You can only do online trading. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know how those... That crowd... You know, the crowd that's like, oh, I want to do every gym battle, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think that that this game is for them. But I also feel like they might get more out of this game if they let go of that notion. 
But so, there's also yeah. enough stuff out there for them, like uh, Sword and Shield, or can you do online yeah, battles or, in uh, Diamond and Pearl? Yeah, you can. Yeah, so there's enough. I mean, it's literally, there. it's literally Diamond and Pearl, but in HD. Yeah. So that's it. That's pretty much what I've been playing, and you know, every every now and then when I'm not uh, distracted by Pokemon Legends, I'll play TFT, but. That's still an ongoing thing, so yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Nice. So with that, Sean, will you do us the honors? I will try, as I always try. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this latest episode of Game Rivals. It's been a long one. Um, we always appreciate your support, and you can find us on your favorite podcasting platform, um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it, we're probably there. Um, you can also find this episode on YouTube. It always goes live at the same moment the audio version goes live. We will put the link in the description for you because it's easier. Um, you can email us, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore or at Maximilian underscore X. Um, you can find us on uh, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X or slash Sean Templar. We're also on uh, Instagram at Game Rivals or at Maximilian underscore X. Uh, that's it, I think, basically. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm forgetting one. No. Yeah, but we haven't posted anything on there yet, anyways. Plus, oh yeah, we're also on the we're also on the TikTok. Oh yeah, the TikTok. Yeah, at Game Rivals. Yeah, uh, do you have a TikTok page? I do not have a TikTok page. I think I'm just gonna stick to the one that we use for. Maybe you should Game at least register it so you have the name. Yeah, maybe. I'll yeah. Be. Well, on that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and always will be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later.